Welcome to South Jersey Girls. I'm Klein Aliardi. I'm Jane Feld. I'm Elise Notariani. And I'm Marianne Aliardi. And today we have an interview later with Rutgers Camden psychology professor Charlotte Markey. She's been researching girls and body image for decades and she's just fascinating. Sounds like a pretty stressful job. I feel like that's not always the happiest topic. I don't know if I'm alone in that. Yeah. I, I think the first time I became conscious of it, I remember being maybe seven or eight and I was at the beach with my family and I was looking in the mirror. I don't know what I was doing, but I walked outside and I was like, mom, am I ugly? And then I was like, never mind. It's, it's, it's fine. And then I walked away and I we just never brought it up again. I never talked to my mom about stuff like that. She was glad wow. she was able to take that one. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. No, she wasn't. She would say, of course not. You're beautiful. My mom, <laughs> it was different times, but I remember her yeah. telling me, that she would buy me such pretty clothes if I lost weight, which is oh. horrifying. <laughs> is she horrified by that now? She says we make up this stuff. On my vanity, I had a sticker that had Miss Piggy with her hairbrush. And she was like, another day, another chance to be ravishingly beautiful. So that's, that's what I saw every morning. That's such there a good motto. You're right. Right. Isn't it a little sad that like, the best role model for girls was a pig, but it was good. Yeah. Yeah. We've really seen that the evolution of body image being some, uh, being a subject, you know, we, that was never a thing when I was young. Yeah. Or a valid, like validated too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there was no criticism of what you were seeing in the media. Yeah. Who, when you were young, who, if there were, who were the people saying that you don't have to be skinny? Nobody. No one. I do. I remember having a book. It was, it was mostly about body image. It was mostly about like what you're going to look like and stuff like that. Because um, I'm, I don't know if it was just me because I had three daughters, but that concept of wanting them to grow up and feel good about themselves was really important. When we started SJ Magazine, that was a big issue for me. I always used to describe us as a magazine that does not put hot chicks on the cover. It was really important that the magazine never made a little girl feel bad because of pictures that we had inside. And there've been times where we've been like, okay, we're not running that picture. That's not, that's so not us. Yeah. We won't make it look like we've taken out their ribs. Right, exactly. That's yeah. my biggest issue with body image is the fact that so much goes into making people who are in the public eye look the way they do. And mm. then everyone acts like that's how they look. And there are all these people who figured out what their best light is, their best side, their best time of day. Yeah. Like they have to get nine <laughs> hours. There's entire, all this like, stuff. Accounts about how to take better pictures. Yes. And people spend hours like looking at themselves in the mirror and analyzing their, their angles and Right. It seems exhausting. And then they just, but then everyone just acts like, oh no, they're just really attractive. I just and it's like, no, you story. can make anyone look yeah. like that. And people I don't know how I about feel it. about what you're saying, about what you're criticizing. Because I think if you become obsessed with it, okay, yeah. But when we take pictures for the magazine, you know, I say like, oh, I need more light. Or we've also photoshopped some wrinkles off my face. You know, I don't change my, I don't change what I look like. But for someone who doesn't know that you do that, because not a lot of, no one talks about that stuff because they think, mm -hmm. oh, it's not that big of a deal. And for someone who doesn't know that you do that yes. and is looking <clears throat> in the mirror at themselves, maybe in a dimly lit room in, yeah. with no makeup on whatsoever, and they look in the mirror and then they look at yeah. you and they think there's a huge difference between those two images. Yes. 
there's no way I could ever get to that point because she didn't do that much stuff. Like this is all supposed to be natural and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. you think that that, yes, that's well, what I'm here's it. But here's it. Yes. So here's the thing. Just, and it's just for me. Right. And, and how many people are looking at my picture that it's totally different for people who have a million Instagram followers. For me, I think when you're, you look in the magazine at my column and there's my headshot. I, I think it's reasonable for me to expect that, you know, we worked on that photo. We, you know, I had a lot of lighting. I had professional photographers, like we did something. But this year, I think for the first time, when we just finished our gardening series, video, Facebook videos, and there are in those videos times where I hold up the camera and do the video as a selfie. And let me tell you something, I look terrible in those videos. My, my face is covered in wrinkles because I'm like raising my eyebrows and, or frowning or something. And you see all of these lines. And when I would play them back, I would think, I can't possibly post this. There's no way. Look at me. I don't want to look that way. And then I thought, you know, that's how I look. And I think the people, especially who read SJ Magazine, they will say, yeah, that's just Marianne. She's not looking that great right now, but that's Marianne. It's okay. Marianne, I find that really sad because as you know, I've watched all of them and yeah. I didn't get that at all. Like I, you look Yes. Thank you. I do know though, having, and you, you probably all four of us can relate to this, having worked with so many people who we take their picture and put it in the magazine, you know, at every photo shoot, they'll be like, oh, can you Photoshop me to make 10 pounds thinner? Or sometimes women will say like, don't, don't run that picture. It, I look terrible. And we're looking at the picture like, you look beautiful in this shot. And they don't see it. So I totally know that when I'm looking at those pictures of myself, I may not, I may be seeing so much more than other people do and criticizing it in a way that's completely different. So I also think to myself, maybe it's not that bad. Yeah. I always try to keep that in mind. Like I'm, I don't love to take pictures of myself. Um, my Instagram bio, I think is my nearest resolution is to take more pictures of myself, but there's been a handful, actually most of the, the photos that we've run in the magazine of me, I've absolutely hated, but I have a rule that I won't say anything about it. You know, you know why you can have that rule? Because if you looked bad, we would say, hey, take another one. Yeah. Because I, re I replaced one of your shots, right? You, the shot that you just did with your book, I saw it and I said- Oh, maybe. Yeah, I said, tell her to go outside because it, it just looked, you just didn't look great. It wasn't your best picture, mm -hmm. it was dark. And then you took a picture and it was fabulous. Yeah, but that goes back to what you're saying, Klein. Like, I feel like- Lighting. <laughs> but it, like, it's true. No one would know wrong? that. I, I don't, no, no, no. This is the thing. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm saying that not everyone realizes that and that can really screw with your head. And this is kind of talking from personal experience in that after college, some of my friends started taking pictures really seriously and they would carve out like 20 minutes at a time and yeah, like all these poses. No, no, no. That's no. That's what you have to do though to get those good pictures. You need to take time you need to take a bunch of different angles you need to actually care about how you're looking or else it's not going to look as good as like what you're constantly seeing on instagram and if you're looking at it and you don't know that you need to go spend like weeks developing all of this stuff you think yeah. the only difference between her and me is what i look like or the life that i'm living and that's it yeah where does everyone stand on plastic surgery 
I think yeah. the majority of it is just people want these slight fixes. Um, and it's just stuff that bothers them. And if it makes you feel better, I'm, I'm all for it. I totally yeah. might get a nose job at some point. I never thought your nose was anything besides normal. Oh yeah. Talk to for your face. everybody else. Um, no, I've actually already, uh, um, I've already designated who's going to be paying for my nose job based on how many comments they make about my nose. So the majority of the bill goes to my brother-in-law, both my brother. Oh, what do you think is wrong with your nose? Very big. It now, is so not very big. Now, also, I will say that I have a um, like dangerously deviated septum, but th- that's what I'm thinking. I might have to do it anyway, so I might as well get some stuff done yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Well, that's what I'll say. If you need to do that cosmetically and you don't take the chance to accentuate the positive, it's just a lost opportunity. Yeah. yeah so. I never in a million years would have said your nose was too big for your face. Oh my God. Never. I get, maybe just my family. <laughs> but I, I get comments on it constantly. Wow. I'm talking to Charlotte Marquis. She is a Rutgers Camden psychology professor, and she has a new book out called The Body Image Book for Girls. Charlotte, I just got done saying that you've been studying body image and girls for decades. Was I right? Yeah, it's almost 25 years since okay. I did my first study. That's amazing. So it seems to me that every woman has some type of body image issue. Is Am I correct? I think pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's an unfortunate reality that even in the research we do, we usually find about 90% of women. So it's, it's not impossible to feel good about your body, but it's very unlikely. Yeah. Isn't that, it's so sad, isn't it? And do you find, is it different between ages? Um, I think, you know, most adults I talk with, um, most adult women are, are, you know, just a product of how they were raised and the cultural context they experience. So, so I have three daughters, you have a daughter. When they're little, if you, you want to give them compliments and say, oh, you look so pretty, that's a pretty dress. But at the same time, you don't want them to feel that that's their only attribute. But what's that line? You don't want them to think, oh, no one's ever complimented me. Yeah, it, it's tricky because I think it is a balancing act mm-hmm. because women are socialized just to attend to these things and to say like, oh, I like your hair. It looks different since I saw you last time or yeah. that's a great shirt. Where'd you get that? Or yeah. you know, we all just do this. And- I complimented you when we started the interview, right? <laughs> you look- I said, you look great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But we just do that. And like, I didn't take that as you saying, that's all, that's the only reason you're talking to me today. Yeah. Right. But right. I do think we need to be a little more careful. Like you said, when the kids are young, because we really want them to be sure that they appreciate that they are more than how they look. So in the research that you've been doing with young girls, do they feel that way? I mean, that's one of the things I really find wonderful about this next generation of girls is that so many of them have been socialized differently than I was. And I think women who are older than me, because, you know, they say things like, well, I'm going to be a surgeon or I'm going to be a mechanical engineer and I'm just as smart as he is. And, you know, so they're already thinking of themselves in sort of broader terms. You know, they're not thinking like I need to be pretty so someone will marry me so that then I can have a whole bunch of kids and stay home. Like they're really thinking about like sort of what they're gonna contribute to the world. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, social media. 
does that if there are any advances in this topic does social media just squash them all and just get them all out of here i don't think so i mean i think one of the issues with social media is that you know young people the next generation they've been brought up with it so it's scary to us because i think we don't know how to use it as well but you know kids are also um getting a little bit more media savvy than i think earlier generations were. And I think that that's really an important area for us to move into as parents and educators is, you know, they can understand that this is not all real. Yeah. So what should parents do? Um, so I have actually an acronym for this. Okay, good. <laughs> so my acronym is FACE. And the first thing is um, filtering, but not filtering the way we usually think of it. And what it means is that all of us, this is not just kids, should filter out and protect ourselves from influences that are negative for our mental health and body image in particular. And so we have to basically introduce our kids to the idea like, well, if that influencer or that friend is always making you feel bad, well, then maybe should you protect yourself from that and, you know, drop that person. And then A is avoiding, right? So avoiding media is hard for all of us, but it doesn't have to be complete avoidance, but we do need to help kids learn that like they have some control. They can either get rid of some apps, turn it off for certain times of the day, you know, just like appreciate that like they're not, you know, like tied to this phone or this thing all the time. C is for careful of comparisons because um, that's where social media in particular can be damaging mm -hmm. because we all look at images which are basically fake anyways and then we compare ourselves and one thing I tell people is remember some of these people you're seeing in the media their job is to look good right. that's like their whole job like that's all they do all day and most of the rest of us, like we have what I would argue are maybe more enriching activities that we do for most of our lives. And so like, we shouldn't even try to compete with that. That's yeah. like a different job. Um, and then E is evaluate. So really sort of help our kids to understand and evaluate the, the fakeness of most of it, right? And they use filters, they use Photoshop and programs like that too, our kids. So they know, they, they know how to make a picture fake. So when, when you're trying to get your child to avoid these things, what if they just won't? What if they're, what if they're kind of addicted to their phone? Yeah, I mean, I, I think heavy-handed parenting is often ineffective, but mm. there are, of course, some parameters and rules that we often have to set as parents. And so whether it be like you don't get your phone at nighttime in your room or during dinner, everyone has their phones off and away, or, you know, we have this, whatever time it is, it's sort of like sacred and we have to not be on our phone. In all the research you've done, is there something that would surprise us? I think what is surprising to people is just really how inspiring this next generation is in so many ways that these girls I've talked with, they're smart, they're thoughtful, like they get things I did not get when I was 12, wow. you know, but there are so many little feminists in the next generation. Um, and it's really, really just wonderful to hear them and think about what that will mean, I think, for our future. So, so I think we want to, you know, not be too pessimistic that there, there could be some really great things ahead with this next generation of girls. So how has that changed? I mean, I think it's just changed as um, 
feminism has continued to change, right? As girls are being socialized differently, that we have more and more girls feeling empowered and feeling valued for something other than their appearance. Um, and I think that, you know, education has even changed. I mean, kids right now are learning things in fifth grade that I was probably learning like in high school. Yeah. And in some ways, maybe that's really valuable in terms of their critical thinking skills and really approaching some of these issues because these are hard issues. You know, yeah. I mean, that's part of why I love talking about it and studying it. Like, this is tough stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, what about boys? Boys. So, I'm actually working on a book for boys right now. Okay. And, um, you know, boys are the same and different all at once that as far as these issues go, um, they don't think about them the same way. Um, they don't connect the same dots that girls do. So I can talk to a boy and he can tell me like that he's fine with his body. He's good. And then a second later, he'll tell me how, oh no, he never eats carbs. Mm. So um, it's interesting that- yeah, it's I think very interesting, yeah. It's very, you know, it's not manly to talk about like dieting or caring about your appearance really. Right. But it's manly to be fit and get in shape. Or right. Manly. So you can go to the gym constantly and you can, you know, take protein powder, which who knows what's even in most of it. And you can um, cut out carbs. You can do all these things as a boy and that's totally acceptable. Mm -hmm. And yet they don't necessarily connect it to like, well, this is because I want to look a different way than I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Yep. Yeah, I'm still working on it, but it, it should be out. And I think early 2022, which God help us, we get through 2020 quickly and then that yeah. will be our way. Yes. All right. Well, we'll read about girls first and then we will move on to the boys. Thanks, Charlotte. Okay. Take care. Thanks to Charlotte Markey. She seemed really positive about girl, young girls today and their body image. I was so surprised that she's tackling boys next. Yeah, that one can't come soon enough. I was really surprised that boys have such body image issues too until I was living with three of my own. Yeah, I, three girls in our house, so I did not know that. So thanks to everybody for joining us today. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, leave us a review, and we will see you next week. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.